So, what's happening? What's happening? I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. And after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. I just stare at my desk. But it looks like I'm working. It's Stone's Daily Dose. Give me the maximum allowable human dosage. Available for download at 6 a.m. Figure out what will kill me and then back it off a little bit. When you say something, it's your word. It's something that you mean. It's something that you're, it's a value. And if you don't believe in it, you shouldn't endorse it. Weekdays at 6 a.m. at stoneonair.com. All right, day two of the Daily Dose. My name is Brian Stone. It is November 3rd, 2016, and the first leg of the impossible has happened over the course of the next seven days. What might end up being one of the most unprecedented seven-day stretches in the history of America has begun today, and... Well, and it officially was today because it was just a few hours ago that the first thing of a seven-day stretch that's going to change the way America looks, acts, and reacts happened in Cleveland, Ohio. Here's the 0-1. This is going to be a tough play. Bryant, the Cubs win the World Series! Bryant makes the play! It's over! And the Cubs... And the Cubs have finally won it all. 8-7-10, and 10, meaning the score was 8-7 to seven in 10 innings. I don't think that history will look back on that uh, call from Joe Buck as being all that impressive. Um, but, of course, you know me. I'm going to hate on this entire thing as much as I possibly can, even if it means I have to hate on the announcers that I like a lot, as a matter of fact. Joe Buck and John Smoltz. Uh, the Chicago Cubs have won the World Series. And I knew it was going to happen. I've known it was going to happen all year long. Save one or two of those Yankees teams in the late 90s and maybe take away the 2008 Phillies because they were awfully good too. And outside of those two, and I might be forgetting one or two others, but overall... This Chicago Cubs team is the is the greatest baseball team I've ever watched with my own two eyes. I've been watching baseball regularly since, I'd say, roughly 1988, 1989, maybe closer to 1990, before I have vivid memories of watching Major League Baseball, and this is the best team I've ever seen. I've also seen a couple of Atlanta Braves teams that rank in the top five or six of the best teams I've ever seen and watch them lose World Series multiple times. So just because you're the best team doesn't mean you're going to win. And Cleveland had it in their hands and they let it go. But a lot of people ask, Brian, why are you such a hater? Why are you such a hater, man? Why are you a hater? Well, I'll tell you why. And I, I, I don't have any headlines. I don't have, if you need to know what the temperature is, look at your smartphone. It'll tell you. If you need to know the news headlines, look at your damn phone. It'll tell you. Um, Trump is probably going to be the next president. That's what is the second thing to happen in the course of a seven-day stretch that is going to be uh, world life, American life as we know it changing. The Cubs are World Series champions for the t- first time since 1908. And Don Trump is likely going to be president, which I've told you for a long time is 
quite possible, but come back to that here in a minute. My name is Brian Stone. This is the Daily Dose for November 3rd, 2016. Make this short and sweet and get on out of here. The only morning programming where the host has a gin and tonic in his hand. Um, and early on growing up, I've been to Wrigley Field three times, I believe. Okay, there might have been a fourth I've forgotten about, but three that I remember. And the first time was probably, oh, I don't know, 90, 89, I, I'm not sure. Then the second time was around probably 93 or 2 or somewhere in that area. And then the last time was in 2001. It's a treasure. It's an absolute treasure. It's a, it's a, it's a historic gem, a jewel of the city of Chicago. And a lot of my family grew up in Chicago. For 10 years, we would go to Chicago, Westchester, right outside a suburb of Chicago, um, every single year, almost once a year, and would go um, down into downtown Chicago many times. I'm not overly familiar with the city because I was awfully young during all those times, but I certainly do remember spending time in Chicago. And I was a Cubs fan, quote-unquote, because of this. So in the 90s, of course, they're terrible. I'm 10, 11 years old when the Braves make their run. And so I, I, I turn into a Braves fan kind of organically because of the, of the run. I was a child. Shoot me. Sorry. That's the reason. In 1998, the Braves and Cubs played in the NLDS. And I remember thinking, this is awfully cool. This is really cool, as a matter of fact. But I think I want the Braves to win. Well, Braves swept them right out of town. In 2003, the Cubs... And the Braves played in the division series again. Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor, uh, Chipper Jones, Gary Sheffield, Javi Lopez. It was kind of pitching versus hitting. Um, big offense, big pitching. And the Cubs won in five games. I went to all three of those home games in Atlanta. Game one, I went with a Cubs hat on and a Braves shirt. I thought it was cool. Once again, the Cubs had made it, but the Braves had turned into my team. After I had to listen to those absolutely scumbag fans running all over Atlanta screaming and hollering like they're the greatest things ever even though they haven't won a World Series and going on a at that point going on a hundred years there ain't nothing different between a Cubs fan and a, a loudmouth Yankees fan or a loudmouth uh, Boston Red Sox fan or a loudmouth New York Giants or Patriots football fan the only difference is they got nothing until just last night to show for all their gloating and boasting, and it's disgusting. And for the many decades and decades and decades, Wrigley Field was nothing but a drunk tank. Now, I like a drunk tank. I like a good party. But don't tell me that these lovable losers, these super fans, or anything other than just drunks that want to go hang out in a cool neighborhood at, a cool, at an incredibly amazing old ballpark. If the Cubs were so freaking popular for all those years... Why, when they played the White Sox at was New Comiskey, now U.S. Cellular Field, why, when they played there, was there only half a building in there? Why? Because it wasn't about the Cubs. It was about Wrigley Field. It was about atmosphere. It was about look at me and look at my Cubs gear. Look at my brand-new Cubs hat. Look at my brand-new Cubs shirt. Hopefully, I remember to take the tags off. So it's a fraudulent fan base from a from a, a, a looking at it from a macro standpoint. From a micro standpoint, when you look at the super fans, I have plenty of friends, several of friends that are lifelong and family members that are lifelong Cubs fans. And to you, I say, congratulations. You know, congratulations. I guess you know, good for you. I'm very happy for you. But all the rest of you guys out there are frauds, man. You're frauds. 
There, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Chicago Cubs, New York Yankees, really the Boston Red Sox, the L.A. Lakers. You got these fraudulent fan bases all across the country who like you because I don't know because they got your football or baseball or basketball card once. And so, yeah, all right, y'all have fun. Woohoo! Hundreds of millions of thousands and trillions of Cubs fans all over the place celebrating a hundred years of heartbreak. You're not celebrating 100 years of nothing. You're celebrating like three years of caring about the Cubs. Now, if you're the the lifelong fan, I'm not talking about you. I respect you. You're all right. But you know what I'm talking about, and you know what I'm saying is true. After that 2003 division series, the Cubs went on to lose to the Marlins after the Bartman game, if you remember that. One of the true, real fans in the history of Cubs baseball was Steve Bartman. He was booed out of the stadium. He was threatened with violence and death threats he was they threw through garbage and food and beer on this kid who was as big a fan if not probably a actual real fan than any of these other jabronis all around there he got harassed for months and years after that in 2003 he's been offered book deals lucrative lucrative uh chances to to appear in public or to, to come on radio shows or TV shows, he's turned them all down. Why? Because he's a real Cubs fan, and he got treated like an absolute piece of crap by all the Johnny-come-lately, look at my brand-new Cubs hat with the the tag I forgot to take off. This is a fan base that blames goats and, and curses, quote-unquote curses, for why they lose, rather than blaming their inept ownership and their inept management and their inept players for generation after generation. Oh, we lost because of a curse. No, you lost because you suck. You lost because you suck for generations. And forever, your ownership didn't care because you kept having a big drunk party out in the bleachers listening to Harry Carey sing his stupid song in the seventh inning, and you didn't you didn't care about wins and losses. All you cared about was being seen in your brand-new Cubs shirt and having a Budweiser out on the in the pavilion. Or in the bleacher seats, out in, the, in, the, in the, the bleacher bums. So yeah, I'm not a Cubs fan. And I hate that they won the World Series last night. And coming up in closer to five days from now, I'm afraid that Don Trump's about to be the president. He has done the unthinkable. Well, all he's done is the unthinkable for the last 365 days. But he has done something truly brilliant. I'm not giving him all the credit. Somebody has helped him shape this concept, even though I'm, I bet he probably did have a lot to do with it. He is a scummy individual, while we're speaking of scummy people. He has managed to be a villain. He has managed to be a despicable, deplorable human being, and he has taken his fan base and his electorate and his constituents, his potential constituents, and he has convinced them that his opponent is worse. He has convinced his potential constituency and his electorate and his voter base and his fan base he has convinced them that hillary clinton is the worst person alive when it actually is trump himself it's brilliant and it's starting to work it's starting to work none of these people running around with all these stickers i mean some of these crazy people i mean we're here in the south so you never know but a lot of these rallies all this nonsense you see out there these people would not have voted for donald trump a year and a half ago they wouldn't have even considered it and now they can't get enough of it one of the most unprecedented weeks in the history of the united states of america 
began last night. Here's the 0-1. This is going to be a tough play. Bryant, the Cubs win the World Series! Bryant makes the play! It's over! And the Cubs have finally won it all! 8-7-10! and And in just a short, little less than a week, there's a very good possibility that Don Trump is going to be the next president of the United States of America. Truly an unprecedented week in American history. I hope I'm wrong, but I've been saying it for a long time. Long time. If you listen to the old radio station or anything I've done anywhere else, I've been saying it a long time. There's a very good chance that he will win this thing. And it's looking like he might. He might not. He might not. But it's a little too close for comfort. Take your index finger and your thumb. Put them about an inch away. If he doesn't, he'll be that close. And that's too close for comfort. This is the Daily Dose for November 3rd, 2016. The Cubs are champs. Don Trump might be president. The Braves are one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball history for a lot of the season. Jerry freaking Harvey, that absolute imbecile, has a radio gig in this town, and I don't. This is the weirdest year in my already incredibly weird life. Will there be another Daily Dose tomorrow? I don't know. There might. There might not be. Y'all enjoy your Thursday. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Daily Dose. What if we're still doing this when we're 50? It would be nice to have that kind of job security. At stoneonair.com.